All right, for the second edition of Live Your Best Life, we covered property last week and it went well. For the second edition, I have Talia Russell, who is a family therapist and social worker. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Awesome. So we're speaking all things children. And I think before we start taking in the questions from some of the parents across the Western Cape, I'd like you to take us through what being a, ch- uh, a family therapist is about and what your focus is in your profession. Okay. Well, I work with children and families of all ages that are generally going through some form of transition. So whether it's birth, new sibling, starting school, um, divorce or separation, mm. also death. Any form of transition that a family goes through affects each member. Yes. So my role is to look at, okay, so maybe we've got something happening with the child, but inevitably there's something happening with the parents. So we look at the whole picture and try and support each individual in order to assist them to go go through the process feeling more connected to each other and able to express and communicate their needs. All right. You've got two kids of your own. Do you sometimes find that you have to go back to the book and use almost like a professional angle when you deal with them or are you just being mom you know what (laughs) sometimes i think oh my word what am i you know do as i say not as i do but really i just have to be mom otherwise i'll drive myself mad of thinking how i should be doing it and in fact they've got one mom they don't they don't need me to be their therapist yeah no please please be mommy and listen i'm all for you giving advice uh to some of the questions that are coming through on the whatsapp line but we've also got to understand that you as your parent need to use your gut we had this discussion off air you know when something's an issue and where you need to get like further assistance but you're here to guide us right yes absolutely can i play you the first voice note that came through please all right Hi, it's Jabba. Johan here. Um, my son's three and a half years old and he refuses to take a number two on the toilet. He only wants to do it in a nappy. Um, yeah, I want to see what we can do about that. Mm, that sounds familiar. It I think does. I told you it sounds familiar. I had the same issue as well. I think, you know, Chaba, we see typically with children and, and toddlers of this age, the control around toilet issues and food. Yes. And if you think about it, that's the two things that kids can control that we as parents cannot force them to do. You are so right. So this is why we see play-ups here. And, and sometimes we've got to know for a child it could either be a power play, that this is the thing they control. Mm. Sometimes for the toilet, for kids it's a bit scary. They, yes. they sit down on this empty bowl. And, and it just feel, looks and it weird. And it looks weird <laughs> and poo's funny and it's a bit scary. So what I often suggest to parents is... Take the focus off making the poo. Okay. And it's about being comfortable in the toilet. So spend time with your child in the bathroom. Okay. Let them sit on the toilet, get used to it. Maybe they sit first fully clothed, then they start to get comfortable being naked or pants down on the toilet. Take a book, take some sweets, um, tell a story, play a game. Even if you're sitting there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it's about taking away the fear around that place. Okay. And then every now and then a little bit of bribery helps as well. But also he, he did mention that the child would rather uh, make a poo in the nappy. Yeah. That's Is that also maybe not a comfort thing? The That's nappy a aspect? comfort thing. Not necessarily a physical comfort thing only, yeah. but also an emotional security comfort. Okay. So going to the toilet is a grown-up thing to do and some kids try and resist this grown-up behavior. So they might feel safer in a nappy. It's what they know. Mm. And, and remember, sorry, Sajab, just for toilet issues, 
for people to remember this is a, a big milestone for children. Yes. They're learning these social norms. Before, they could just go whenever they wanted, wherever they wanted. Yes. Now it's that control and what's acceptable and what's not. All right, I'm going to be taking calls, but here's one text that came through. Um, it says, hey guys, I have a three-year-old that had trouble speaking, took him to a pediatrician. Um, he was not diagnosed with autism, but his speech is progressing so slowly. They've recommended a speech therapist, but can't seem to get a good one. Any thoughts or advice? Well, the speech thing is a big thing. Yes. And is. I had this discussion with you. It's also something that I've encountered. So mm. it can be daunting as a parent because you're like, what am I doing? Yes. You speak to different people. One person says, oh, some kids speak when they're five. Yes. It's perfectly fine. And some are like, no, if they're not speaking by two, something is wrong. Yeah. I think, like we said at the beginning, parents need to listen to their gut instinct. Mm. Something along the lines is going to give you that little niggle, that little nudge to say, mm, I don't think this is quite as it should be. Mm. You know, typically for kids, they do develop at their own stages, at their own pace. And we try not to look into things too much until we start to see a bigger picture. So for your listener whose three-year-old's got trouble speaking, are there any other signs that they're concerned about? Mm. Apart you know, from the, just apart the speaking? Apart from the speech, okay. yes. Are they engaged? Are they being physical, socially, how they're doing to get that overall picture? If there are concerns, you do need to speak to a medical professional. And I'm glad they went to their pediatrician. Yes. Um, but I would take it further if you're not seeing enough progress. So seek out a speech therapist that you mm. do feel comfortable with. Ask around for referrals. They're welcome to contact me for some referrals in their area. Yes. But look, look and see and just know that kids do take their time. But when, when you know that they need that intervention, the earlier they get it, the better. Yes, nice one. I'm going to be taking a couple of calls, but in the meantime, you think of the things that you want to ask Talia Russell. She's a family therapist and social worker. We're taking all your kitty children, raising them questions on Live Your Best. All right, we are back with Talia Russell. She's a family therapist and social worker. We're talking all things raising your kids, all the burning questions, the advice that you need. Judging by some of the questions that are coming through, are these like common issues or situations that parents come across? Absolutely. Um, we, you know, with our children, there's so many elements to their social life, their emotional well-being, their behavioral stuff, their academics. So there's plenty of space for issues to arise. And mm. as parents, we're kind of just fiddling our way through it, trying to do the best that we can on, on this most amazing project and getting it wrong a lot of the time. But that that's the nature of the beast that's how parenting goes i've been told you mustn't ever feel like you're alone though because a lot of people look like they've got it on lockdown and they look like they're doing it perfectly but and they're we're faking all kind it of, do you think they're faking they are it, faking it. Oh, i don't like those ones oh i've got to tell you it is so <laughs> liberating to be a parent <laughs> oh i love all parents but yeah you get those judgmental ones let's get back to the questions um all right my daughter has adhd mm-hmm. hard working at school will she be able to be successful one day in a working environment she's in grade 10. well adhd is quite common at the moment you know it seems to have picked up its prevalence um, for a variety of reasons but Definitely children with ADHD can learn some really useful coping strategies. It's not just about medication. There's behavioral approaches that can assist with the with the symptoms and with the difficulties okay. for that. All right. And another voice note came through. Can we just have a listen to that? Hi, Sitaba. My name is Neil. I have a son. He's in uh, grade two. Um, at home, all the kids at home they want to talk with him they want to play with him but at school uh, there's a problem is don't have many friends is it because he was changed from one class to another 
I just want to know what I can do to make him attract more friends at school. Okay, so it's seemingly more of an integration issue. Mm, mm. And how, how's so, that? So with social difficulties that you notice with your kids, firstly, I mean, it's very hard to see as a parent for your child to have that difficulty that you cannot fix. Mm. Um, what I would recommend for Neil is that he actually chat with his son's teacher and okay. get a sense, whether it's the teacher or the grade head or the principal even, get mm. a sense of how do they find him at school? What are they noticing? Do they have any suggestions for how to support him socially? And then I would um, want Neil to chat to his child actually and speak to him and see what what is he what does the child feels happening? Mm. What does he do at break time? What should he say? What could he say? Like brainstorm some ideas for for the child because our role as parents is to build up that resilience. We can't mm. go in and make the kids play with the child. Yeah, no, you, yeah. But instead we can role play. You know, what would you do if you see a group of the kids sitting together and you want to sit with them? What could you say? What might you say? Let's practice. Let's see. Imagine I'm the one who's being mean. What would you say to me? This is how we could do it. Okay. All right, this one is interesting. It came through. It says, good morning. I have three kids, age 3, 10, and 4. Our domestic worker left for work in Joburg. My older kids refuse to have another person looking after them while we are at work. So there are days where we work 12-hour shifts. Is it legal or not for my oldest daughter to babysit her younger siblings? What did you say the age was? Uh, hang on a second. 3, 10, and? 3, 10, and four, oh, 13, 10, and 4. So the oh. oldest is 13. Um, from a legal point, I'm not actually mm, so clear that, on was, that. But from a from a behavioural point of view mm. and and a responsibility, it's it's quite a lot of responsibility for a 13 year old. But is, in many homes, it happens. So if it's going to happen and you don't have a choice about it, at least speak to your child about what to do in case of an emergency or, or what their what their mm. plan of action should be. Oh wow. All right. I think we've had a couple of texts coming through in voice notes. But just to round it off, being in your field and with all the situations that you've come across um, with some of the people that come to see you, mm. what would you say, what kind of an approach should a parent take in terms of trying to be the best parent you can be for your child? Firstly, be kind on yourself mm. as a parent to know that you will make mistakes. Yes. And that is part of the process. Tick. Love that. <laughs> and to... To really um, set out to just listen and notice for your child. Be present. Mm. And it's in those moments that you can pick up on what's going on with your child and use those opportunities to talk to them. So I, I live by th and work by the words of communicate and connect, yes. which is what we need to do as parents with our children, with our partners, with our families. Um, and I think that's a good skill then that we teach our children. Yes. Don't keep it inside. Communicate, Talk, communicate. Great stuff. And I'm, I'm sure some of the people are burning to get answers. Um, if someone's in their car and they can't text or they couldn't talk, how do they get get hold of you? So um, a great place to start would be on my Facebook page, which is Talia Russell Family Therapy, or on my website, which is www.taliaressel.co.za. All right, Talia, thank you so much for popping in and thanks thank for the you. advice. Thanks. That was Live Your Best Life, the second edition. We were talking about parenting and how to be the best parent that you can be. Anything that you missed, you can catch live on the KFM.